0: Hey everyone, Lane here with Disney Deconstructed. We just want to give a quick heads up before this episode gets rolling that the audio quality in this one isn't quite the best. Uh, we had some issues with audio while we were recording and we, for the most part we were able to edit it all out, but uh, there might still be some kinks here and there that you're able to pick up. Uh, it seems like this is mostly directed towards the end of the episode, but just wanted to give a quick notice on that. Um, we thought about re-recording, but obviously we didn't want to have some sort of fake conversation that we had already had. So we did our best to clear everything up, um, as best as we could. And here it is. Um, so that's that. In other news, make sure you stick around till the end of the episode, because we do talk about how we're going to be covering the rise of Skywalker in a couple weeks. And we're also going to be doing some cool Galaxy's Edge stuff, so if you're a Star Wars fan like myself, make sure you stick around to hear that news. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, happy holidays, and welcome to another episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. I am your host, Lane Calder, and today I am joined, as always... I'm a good friend's Jake Moody. Hey, howdy, hey. And Spencer Bennett. Sivako. Today, we are going to be playing catch up a bit because we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we've got The Mandalorian. We've got Frozen 2, which came out uh, about a week, two weeks ago. Uh, mm-hmm. other, so, some other Disney Plus stuff. Um, they've released some new shows. Um, one of them is this uh, Day at Disney show. Um, about the people who make a day at a Disney park happen. Um, I personally have not seen it. I don't know if you two have.
1: I think it just came um, out today actually.
0: Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Uh, and then rise of the resistance, the ride opens tomorrow at the time that we were recording this in Orlando. And, um, so we are super excited for that. We got some pictures of the cast of rise of Skywalker riding uh, the actual ride, which is pretty cool. Um, and then some other episode nine stuff. They're dropping tons the video of, game. yeah, yeah, the video game, <laughs> tons of, uh, TV ads for episode nine. I've watched two of them, but I am mm. forcing myself to not watch the rest, uh, cause I don't want to see anything Fallen yeah. order. Jedi Fallen order. Uh, I've played a, quite a bit of it. I think, um, I'm at least, I don't know how many hours I've played, but I'll talk a bit about that. I don't think either of you two have played it, but, uh, <sighs> I can give a little mini review what I think of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, it's going to be a full episode. I hope you are all ready for it. And, uh, let's get this thing started. Rock and roll. So first up, we're going to be talking about the Mandalorian. Um, I forget Jake, how many, what, when we first last talked about the Mandalorian, sorry, uh, I believe one episode had been out. Yeah we, yeah, we we just talked about the, the first episode. Yeah, We had yeah. watched the pilot. So we are now four episodes into The Mandalorian. Um, and a lot has happened. We now have mm-hmm. Baby Yoda, uh, <laughs> who was there in the pilot. But uh, I did. I honestly I did not expect Baby Yoda to stick around this long. Me neither. Um, it looks like Baby Yoda is going to be here for a while. Baby Yoda has become a big meme, um, which I love. Mm-hmm. and uh I'm, ex- I'm excited to see where it goes uh i expected um i forget her name but um the the actress who is like i believe a wrestler in real life you know oh cara about? dune the character yeah, gina yeah, yeah. carano is the actress yeah, the gina, main,
2: uh,
3: gina carano
0: um i expected her character to be introduced much earlier than episode oh four. yeah oh yeah um so that was kind of interesting i feel like now i have a much clearer idea of what the show is it's it's much more of this one character kind of making his way through the this lawless galaxy um rather than getting stuck in one singular problem mm-hmm. uh obviously there's the overarching issue of he has to take care of baby yoda um but it seems like as, as he moves From planet to planet, he gets caught up in these little squabbles, kind of very Western style, obviously. Oh yeah. Uh, And it seems like every episode is a new issue that he has to face. You know, in the second episode, uh, he's got to deal with the Jawas and get his um, get his ship back up and working. And then in the third episode, he, I guess, sells off Baby Yoda. Decides that's not what he wants to do. Gets Baby Yoda back to everyone's enjoyment. Put a bounty
1: on his own head.
0: Right. They put a bounty on his own head. That episode
2: yeah. was so dope. That's
0: yeah, the that, best episode. That, that sure. was insane. Uh, and then we get to see all of the other Mandalorians in action. And then in episode four, we head to a new planet, which I really liked. Very Endor-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see kind of like again this show does a great job in my opinion of showing like the everyday down low life of this galaxy like without any imperial rule so we get to see you know these everyday farmers being attacked by everyday uh pirates you know pirates essentially yeah and uh we need the mandalorian to come in and fix that and i so i really liked this episode um, this is actually the one that was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. I-
1: yeah. And in my opinion, they've gotten, each one has, well, I was weird on episode two for whatever reason. I must have just been in bad mood when I watched it. But <laughs> everything has gotten better and better, in my opinion. Each episode builds on top of the next one and, like, does another thing that I didn't realize they were going to do. And then another weird thing that I didn't realize they were going to do. And it was never, I mean, it, the whole show has just been so much fun, honestly. Yeah. And like, it has, has been fun. I guess yep. there's a trope in Western, like cowboys, like old West stuff, that's uh, like the old grizzled cowboy is in charge of a baby, essentially. And they have to, you it's know, it's like, like humanize helping out like the
2: helpless. It's yeah. Like the Western well, no, trope.
1: but it's literally a baby. Like, I guess that's yeah. a thing. That was like a sub genre of the movies. And then even, even um, going even further into it, I guess like there's always the damsel who who's really good with the gun and she's like a sharpshooter and that's exactly what happens in episode 4. Episode uh, 4 which, was
2: was a western movie like it was yeah. like beat yeah. oh, yeah. for beat yeah. like yeah. seven was a lot so of things.
0: So cool. Yeah, have to but protect they, the home front. It was all it was so western.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ATST yeah. those are the ones with two legs? Yeah, that's the okay. chicken walker. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> God, that was cool. I mean, because we haven't even come close to seeing anything like that in Star Wars.
0: Yeah. An ATS team, I mean, Walker? not in a very long time. The last time we no, saw we've it.
1: No, we, we've seen that say, type um... of vehicle. But I mean, <laughs> the fact that the vehicle had been stolen from the Empire oh, yeah. who's yeah. fallen and it's these pirates and we're protecting this tiny plot. Of, we've never seen any like little farm situation like that. It was a and, very uh, cool
0: idea i loved oh yeah all there's the, just so
1: many things going on
0: i loved all the little intricacies that you started to bring up i love that gina carano's character used to be a shock trooper
1: yeah, uh, yeah.
0: that was there on endor um, and then she dipped i loved that um this imperial walker was taken over after the fall of the empire by these, so cool. by these you know smuggler pirate by this gang essentially um and now they're just kind of wreaking havoc and using it to their own advantage. All of that. And like that, everything, all of the, uh, I guess equipment of the empire is now just being retrofitted for good or for bad. Is just a very cool idea that we've never seen before, mm-hmm. at least not in a televised format.
1: Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, in the extended lore and things like that, I'm sure that exists, but like at the ready, also this high quality and just, you know, all the intricacies like you were saying and things like that.
0: Yeah. Um, baby Yoda gets, I feel like gets cuter every single episode.
1: Um, God, how brilliant of them was that? (laughs) Not only, not only plot wise and, um, you know, how it intertwines with the story and is very clearly, you know, like used, um, purposely because the whole story is revolving around that but i mean just marketing wise like now they're getting a tons and tons of free marketing because this thing is so cute and everybody wants, a, oh, wants yeah. to make a meme about it <laughs> yeah and
0: uh, did you all see that uh they actually they asked i think daisy really and maybe even john boy like um, but they definitely has Daisy Ridley, I think on the Tonight Show, if she thinks, if she prefers Baby Yoda over the Porgs. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And, oh, no. she I didn't say this. She said Baby Yoda instantly. Wow. wow. <laughs> she didn't like the Porgs.
1: Yeah. So now that we're, um, you know, four episodes into this world and we have a very clear it it now has a really clear direction it seems like we've met all of the main characters things like that do we think that there's any chance that this is going to have like significant impact into episode nine or anything along those lines where it really is just like its own situation set in a different time and things like that
0: so if i can start i i think that the mandalorian himself the character this is his own thing that he's never come yeah. And that's how I want it. Um, I don't think that Gina Carano is coming back. I don't think that Carl Weathers' character is coming back. Um, and uh, the, the only character, honestly, that I think can really have any significant impact on the Star Wars canon universe is Baby Yoda, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of people have... Been kind of stirring that up. I haven't seen much of the theories because I've been off Twitter um, because Smart. people are trying to post fake spoilers and stuff for episode nine, um, and also it's impossible to go on Twitter without seeing a TV ad uh, for episode nine. But uh, yeah, but people are saying it seems like that they a lot of people seem to think that Baby Yoda is somehow tied to the Return of Palpatine.
1: Um, I've seen a lot of that. I don't understand that. Where are they getting
2: it um, from? Basically, it's like this really outlandish theory that like these like Empire people are going. To, we're trying to use Baby Yoda to like. Extract his midichlorians or something to like reanimate Palpatine. <laughs> like resurrect Palpatine. Yeah. There's oh, also a theory why they that. Wanted him. Mm-hmm, or that oh. he's like a clone and that they've been working on cloning and that they're trying to clone Palpatine by like using some of like the force energy from baby Yoda. Oh,
0: there's a lot wild. of weird
2: like theories. Yeah.
0: So here's I the thing about that. I think it's too weird. I don't think yeah, they would do okay. that. Yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say is that that's a very interesting idea that I think could be explored in a novel or a comic book or something like that. Right. But I feel like for the mass or even a, even a TV show, you know, I feel like they could go into that in the Mandalorian, but I feel like for most people, you know, especially the movie, the general movie going audience would just be like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) <laughs> you know oh yeah that's like way too much to yeah. throw at the wall the,
0: the main movie going audience has, does, will not know who baby yoda is dude
1: that makes um all the ridiculousness that goes on in the prequels look like the most succinct, straightforward story of all time if they started to do all this crazy stuff with midichlorians clones well, yeah. i think bring- we're
2: losing sight of the fact that this is a fairy tale yeah yeah. star wars is a fairy tale it's like very like old like archetype characters and it's really fun and like the lore and stuff is like elevated above that but at its core it's a fairy tale and like they would do like you said they do something weird like that in the comics or in a book but there's no way like the crutch of the final film in the skywalker saga is going to be based off like extracting force juice from baby yoda
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's just no way Um, yeah well as george lucas said you know star wars is his poetry you know it rhymes yeah. and all that you know that's like what his whole thing was um, and I don't know I, t- I think they could totally start to explore this maybe that is what they're trying to do you know but
1: yeah but it didn't work because yeah. at least up and through episode 4 uh, the Empire does not have Baby Yoda our hero Mandalorian does
0: yeah and like, I think it's just
2: Um, it's interesting because he's like such a powerful force user because he's so small and he lifts that animal where I'm like what do you, it's like you can ignore it but also like I feel like it's difficult to ignore it like this presence of the force like because they kept saying it didn't awake until Rey. I don't know it's weird. Mm. I'm like oh do we just kind of ignore it or because he obviously is force sensitive. I mean
1: right. Yeah that's pretty interesting. I didn't think about that. I just don't
2: know what they're going to, maybe they won't They'll just ignore it. That's fine too. I don't care.
0: Where's Snoke at? So, oh wow.
2: Dude, uh, I still am pulling for a Snoke reveal in, in nine. Dude, maybe Gave there's a Snoke. Sno-
0: Maybe there's going to be a Snoke reveal in Mandalorian. That'd Someone's awesome. like,
2: Werner Hersog is Snoke. I'm like, Snoke is super tall and not a human. Snoke <laughs> <Swear laughs> is like eight feet
0: tall. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, really, uh, no way. <laughs> yeah, honestly, they could go any, the way the episodes have been structured, they could really go any direction. You know? How many there's more a, are there?
1: Is it six episode
0: or eight? I think it's an eight episode season. Okay, good. I could be totally wrong though, um, but I'm pretty sure it's an eight episode season. It's eight, yeah.
1: Okay, cool. You guys want to hear something? Oh, sorry. Well, no, it's just weird. There's going to be more Mandalorian after episode nine comes out. One episode. Oh, one. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be one episode. The finale of
2: Mandalorian is the week after the movie. That's so cool. So maybe
0: we're gonna find out something super wacky right before episode nine, and then it. Like afterwards, it'll all tie together, you know. I don't know, but at the same time, I don't feel like that's going to happen because this TV shows and the comic books—they want to keep it really separate. Exactly, the books, all of that has always been separated, while the movies have always been very simple and streamlined.
1: Yeah, in,
0: in a certain respect, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like we've talked about that rather extensively. Um, and I feel like they're not going to do anything insane. Uh, yeah. Probably not. I mean, obviously they do have space horses running on star destroyers, <laughs> yeah, that, that, but that is
1: ridiculous.
0: But, uh, I don't know. Maybe no well, baby Yoda force juice.
1: <laughs> yeah. No force juice. Land, uh, I, Spencer,
0: I
2: was on, um, some reading about star Wars and, um, There's a theory like why the Mandalorian feels so attached to Yoda. And like we learned in this most recent or the baby Yoda, we learned in this most recent episode that he's like not actually a Mandalorian, that he's like adopted by their culture because his parents were like murdered and stuff and like the Clone Wars. Um, So there's um, there's this theory that he like associates with the baby because it's an orphan and also because Yoda saved him when he was little. Um, and I think that would be, Oh, wow. And, and Yoda really, left him in really the care cool. of the Mandalorian. And I'm like that to me, like would just make a, that would be really cool. And that'd be fun. That's like, as far as like tie into the movies, I think they could do right, something right. like that. Just like reference something or have like a character, like be in it for two seconds. Mm-hmm. Cause it's in the same, it's like the Marvel, um, TV shows like agents of shield was like in the universe, but it also like, wasn't. Yeah, You know, like they would do like little background stories and like add to the mythology, but they would never make like a huge plot point in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know?
0: Right, of course. Episode four definitely hinted at his backstory the most. Um, it, uh... I, I think that... What, what was it saying? They said that his parents got killed, obviously, during the, during the Clone Wars, it seemed like, because they had the suit, the super droids um and then the it seemed like the tribe took him in um so he was not born into the tribe or anything
2: which know? is why i think they call them foundlings yeah that they're like people uh. who were like found by or were like given to the mandalorians to be raised like they're not like blood mandalorians i guess
3: mhm
0: yeah I, don't know. I mean, obviously, we'll have to wait and see where this thing goes. Uh, we say that every episode, like
1: four times. I know. Times. I totally. I know. But it's I like I keep
2: thinking we're gonna get answers, and then we like get like sorta answers, and the show keeps going. I like don't think we're gonna get any answers. It. I think it's just gonna end. Yeah. Right. Like, why did that guy want Yoda? I don't think we're gonna find out. <laughs> I think they just got him away. <laughs> I think yeah. and that's that's totally okay. I it's a crazy show. It's extended
1: theory to think that they need him for the force sensitiveness to bring Palpatine back. I think the, that's the, the, what
2: they want. They want people to like speculate, but I don't think right. they're ever going to tell right. us.
0: And well, they, don't I, they don't need I to. I don't assume that Herzog is going to come back, right? Like, I would assume, hopefully. Like he didn't die. No, did he? No, no. He, he killed everyone
2: got, except the doctor and yeah. in Herzog.
0: Herzog and the. Herzog got away before all that happened. And then the doctor, he let the doctor live.
2: Okay, that's the best scene in the entire show, though. It's him just murking stormtroopers. Oh yeah, What's what's that thing called on his wrist? Like the whistling birds? The whistling birds, yeah. I was sitting in my girlfriend's apartment on the couch and I stood up and went, holy (laughs) (laughs) S-word. He launched like heat-seeking missiles. What? (laughs) Little tiny ones. That was the best thing I'd ever seen.
0: I love his uh, wrist flamethrower
2: yeah no the coolest thing for me was that I think episode 3 is the best one I think they're all good I've enjoyed all of them but 3 like
0: the action set piece to end the episode just like hit different that was so so good yeah I love when he I think my favorite part of that episode obviously the whole set piece at the end where he's trying to make it through that courtyard is amazing Mm -hmm. Uh, this is the way specifically when he like flips over into that cart and makes the droid like uh, take Uh. off was so it tight. was so western? How, how yeah. like everyone's shooting at the cart, and he's like hiding in there with the baby. Yeah. Well,
1: also, um, you know, just how it started was like a very old school, traditional old west standoff. Right? Yes. Yeah. He was staring him it's down. Very much and, so. Um, <laughs> i'm a little biased but the two like screenwriting projects i'm working on right now are very much westerns so i've just like been completely engrossed in this world and then i got to see a star wars version of it so it's just like it's been so much fun and I I had I did not think that this is what the show is going to be like at all.
0: I thought I, every episode they, was just going
1: to be like a kind of like an anthology just like one hit one yeah, hit and we I see different I thought they were going to be just
2: little isolated stories in the universe. Yep. The fact that they hid baby Yoda from us is amazing.
1: I know, dude. How did this that not? Whole leak? story. They didn't know because the trailer showed nothing. And it was how still an whole, incredible marketing uh, yeah. like campaign and we didn't <laughs> how see did the, the rise of the Skywalker main leak, leak but the,
0: the
2: Mandalorian didn't. I don't understand.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I think that Baby Yoda is probably one of the best kept Star Wars secrets since uh, Disney bought Lucasfilm.
1: Absolutely, definitely. It's been so, so much good. fun. Um, any buttons on Mandalorian? I, don't uh, think so.
2: I think that this is just like a weird, not criticism, but thought I had after Episode Four. Um. We like barely heard him talk. And then in four, he was like talking, talking, like talking oh, so yeah. much. So it wasn't like bad. I was just like, whoa, I don't know. Did it throw anyone else off? Took oh, I he took his helmet yeah. off.
0: Yeah. yeah he, was, well, he took his helmet off to eat. Yeah. Is, mm-hmm. Does
1: he always do that? I mean, I don't know. We've never to? really seen him eat.
0: I, yeah. I mean, like he has to take his helmet off. So,
1: so he does take his helmet off to eat. So yeah, he takes well, it off like a couple remember, times a
0: she, t- she asked if when the last time he took his helmet off was and he said yesterday
2: yeah, yeah and then she asked in front of people <laughs> and he was like when I was their size and he points at uh, the tickets. interesting good stuff yeah.
0: adding to the lore
1: did you guys <laughs> think lore. that she that like the widow character was supposed to be like this is gonna sound really weird but it doesn't matter like was she trying to be like really seductive because I didn't think so
2: Uh, there was like, I don't know know if there was chemistry there, but there was tension. Yeah, Yeah, there was tension, but I I don't know. I thought she
0: was like slightly flirty.
2: Mm Hmm. I think she
1: just like really, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. You know, it was just... It was yeah, I just had somebody tell me that, you know, we were talking about it and they were like, and, and then the seductive widow. And I was like, that, that wasn't how I read it at no, all. She was just no. kind of like a, you know, a character that very much humanized him and she was totally right. cool. But yeah, well, yeah, I didn't kind of think a MacGuffin. like, yeah,
0: exactly. I, she was like one of, she was one of the few characters we've seen in the show who can, who seems to know that there's a human behind his mask, yeah. you know, right. and and that's how I would describe
1: her. Mm. So. God, it's been such a fun show. Um, it's
2: really great. It's really great.
1: Yeah. Alright, well, other Star Wars, I mean obviously episode nine. We've yeah. given this a couple proper episodes and we will continue to. <laughs> and we will but, continue um, to <laughs> but it's a lane's I mean, enjoyment. Yeah. We've seen a lot more footage, interviews. I know Lane's really caps himself in the dark. Uh you know, I've seen enough, but it's not like I'm clicking on every single thing I see. I've seen everything. Know. You've seen every single <laughs> I've thing.
2: I've seen every single one. Yeah, dude, that's my really? problem.
1: With uh, we'll get to it eventually, but with um, Rise of the Resistance opening, I I'm can't not help gonna, myself. I'm not gonna look up Rise of the Resistance POV. <laughs> but like, it's pretty much impossible for me to not scroll by it, and I'm not gonna like skip it. Like I've watched every single thing. And yeah, it's oh insane. Gosh. It looks no like wait nuts. the ride
2: yeah do not say a darn thing oh wow. I do yeah not I've, know. I've
1: watched ever i haven't obviously looked up full pov or anything but you know theme park review and like behind the magic and all these accounts are posting you things guys, and i am not skipping do you guys want to know something cool sure. i
0: still have very little idea what the inside of galaxy's edge looks like
1: that's nuts dude that's nuts. i'm
0: stoked <laughs> this is gonna you're gonna have so much fun lane yeah, I'm very surprised that like I've avoided that for this long. But um Do you see 21? nothing? No, I'm twenty oh. until March.
1: Uh, okay, well we should definitely go to, go to the Cantina because it's really cool regardless, and you'll want to see the droid. Yeah. But definitely. um that's about it doesn't matter, besides the point. Okay, well I so whatever we want to talk about episode nine and then and then I wanted to get into our little uh situation. Oh yes. If you know what I mean. Uh,
0: yeah. Situation. Uh, so in So with the episode nine stuff, obviously not too much has been going on except for those TV ads. I've seen two of them. Uh, it seems like if I can assume for the others, I think four or five have come out by this point. Yeah. It seems like not too many of them stray away from what goes on in the trailers. They show a couple new shots. Uh, I know one of them had a shot of the Knights of Ren. I was like, Whoa, what are the Knights of Ren doing without Kylo? Uh, so, you know, just trying to get some intrigue, obviously, as if everyone is intrigued in this movie. Yeah, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, so I mean, like, obviously, t- the TV ads are cool. And I mean, I, I just, I'm not going to try to watch anymore. I'm going to try to hold off. It's only two more weeks. I can do it. Um, all right. Obviously, they all there's have a like pattern to them. Exactly. They all have like they're all thirty seconds. They got the, you know there's there's these shots that they have to have. And then there's like a couple of um. And then there was like the John Boyega situation. Which yeah, I, I,
1: I mean we were texting about it. I have no idea what what that is. Oh, okay. So I'll go
0: ahead and summarize it because i did watch an interview with him where he apparently explained it uh spencer has certain beliefs on it um i don't I really do. have an opinion on it um so apparently this is the story john boyega okay. was moving like apartments he was moving from one apartment to another apartment so he was moving all of his shit
3: um mm-hmm.
0: and he Left the script, the shooting script oh, for the Rise of Skywalker underneath, I believe his couch or his bed, like some piece of furniture.
1: Um, and this is not where I thought this, the story was going. Yeah, this was,
0: <laughs> and it, it was like a month after they had they had wrapped shooting. So he wasn't. He apparently wasn't thinking about it. You know, okay. he's done. Uh, so he left weird. it like under his couch. Uh, left the apartment. And apparently someone obviously found it uh, and it says John Boyega at the top of every page because it's his personal script Mm -hmm. and put it on eBay. Wow. And then Disney bought it. Yeah. Disney bought it back. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, So that's what happened. Um,
1: Wow. That's so funny.
0: And uh, so it's, it just said, you know, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker script, John Boyega or whatever. And apparently, they bought it for like $8 or something. Oh my God. It was
2: on eBay. So, just no one, I mean, everyone would assume that's fake if you see yeah, it on eBay. Everyone assumed that it was fake,
0: apparently, that saw it. Obviously, Disney PR people
1: saw it and they were like, shit, shit, shit. We got to buy this right now. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, so <laughs> apparently, the story keeps going and like John Boyega's agent gets a call from, you know, the, the powers that be at Disney. Um, the the personnel of which included Bob Iger, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, um, Wait, who you know, who apparently the were the casuals, and a, I think like I think J, J. Abrams too. Um, so everybody it,
1: involved called. Yeah, and his I, agent. I
0: think they. I think they were all, like, at Galaxy's Edge at the time. Oh, my when, God. When they, like, found out about it, and they all called his agent, being like, hey, what the fuck? Um, and then his agent called John Boyega, and uh, then it obviously it was all resolved because Disney got it back. Uh, that is so funny. And um, John Boyega states that he will probably never get to work with those three people again but
1: oh my wait so they were like properly
0: really I think mad it's a joke him? that like part is now, a joke that, that part was probably that part was a joke obviously oh, I but see. Um, you know obviously so this has all the, come
1: out like on talk shows and things yeah like, yeah like okay.
0: he stated it On obviously the news was broken by like news media and whatnot. but then people okay. were asked like Jimmy Fallon asked him about it and that sort of thing mm-hmm Yeah, that's a great uh,
1: story. That's that's awesome. That's the whole story. Okay, now Spencer, you have flagrant takes on
2: (laughs) it. It's completely (laughs) fake. The whole thing is so (laughs) fake. None of that is true. None. Here's what's going on. It's it's PR. It's marketing, dude. It's a fun story to tell on a talk show. And people are talking about it. Also, like these Rise of Skywalker, like leaks in quotation marks, I think are fake. I think that they keep... They're they're doing like all this crazy marketing PR like all publicity is good publicity, you know like people are like oh the movie's online John Boyega lost his script it's it's just so fake but it's fun but it's I think really it's funny. just fake yeah I mean it's the a fun only pushback
1: to that is uh, <laughs> if any movie did not need it it would be this one and it's such a specific and weird story where I don't know. where the the butt of the joke is John Boyega where you would think he'd he'd be like the cool guy.
2: I, 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 something about it doesn't seem real if you listen to all of them talk about it yeah beat for beat they are saying the exact same thing mm. like almost exact words too
1: also it's so, so like this feels he, scripted he left his script under the couch like he's like a like a college like messy dorm room exactly. yeah that's yeah, so was weird. like
2: why would John Boyega leave the Star Wars script under his bed like, yeah what? probably yeah. the
1: one thing he would be like I gotta you know Make I sure hold on to this. Okay, so, when there's like 50 strangers moving my apartment,
2: yeah. I think it's a fun mm-hmm. story, but I think it's not real. The reason yeah. that
0: I do believe that it could be fake is that um, one, the la- what we've learned from the last two times they've done press tours for this movie is that there is nothing to talk about when they're on when they Literally, are on the yeah, no, yeah. for this movie because. They can't talk about anything. So um, they just have to sit there and come up with questions. And I remember for The Last Jedi, they played with action figures, I think, on The Tonight Show, like him and Adam Driver or maybe that. No, that was Colbert. On Colbert, they were playing with action figures him and Adam Driver. Like they literally have to come up with stupid shit to do. Someone asked Adam
2: Driver if Kylo Ren would be a good father. And he was like, uh, sure. And they're like, what kind of father would he be? And he's like, uh, tall. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, they're just there's nothing to talk
1: about. This it's movie gotta be one of like, the tougher movies to do. Yeah. Like, you know, those so talk shows and things like that. How do you like distract
2: yeah. from those questions? You make up a really wacky, fun story.
1: That's true. That's really true.
2: And the reporters always lean into it. it's the first thing they talk about. Mm. I think it's just kind of like a it's fun and it's smart. But I, I see through the lies of the Jedi, as Anakin
1: would say. Well, <laughs> nice. yeah it's probably completely fake actually you've convinced me in the span of a minute and a half wow. nice. <laughs> um, could be wrong i'm just that's my hunch yeah you're probably right i mean i think that most of this stuff it, yeah i mean you're right i think like 90 of it is um uh, not i mean obviously not to the point like where it, it was like very common knowledge and meme honestly han solo dies but um You know, pretty much everything other than that, I think, is manufactured by these. It's like the best marketing minds of the world being paid millions and millions of dollars to get people excited about this thing while giving as little tiny bits of information as possible.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. And I think I think it's um, the leaks are fake, too, for other reasons. But um, because I remember this is a not related, but. Batman v Superman. They Warner Brothers commissioned Kevin Smith to write a fake script to leak it for publicity.
1: Wow. I'm not joking.
2: That actually happened. So the idea that the most like one of the most highly anticipated films ever, the finishing film of like eight Star Wars films leaked. I just don't buy it. I don't. (laughs) I think it's fun PR and it's like, oh, man, the movie's online. Oh, no. Spoilers. Like, what are we doing right now? We're talking about Star Wars. What is yeah. everyone doing? We talk. Oh, did you hear it leaked? Like it's it's PR, man.
1: It's smart. That's insane that they did that with uh, Kevin Smith.
2: Yeah, look it up. That's it's a true crazy. story.
1: Crazy. Yeah, dude. What if? And you know what's funnier? Kevin Smith's Green script Place is better. better than the movie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's and dude, that bit of an ass. That's so funny. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's like that script I have on my computer because it is a dope script. Wow. And the movie is just not that good.
1: Wow. Yeah. Oh well. Well, uh, to probably do the clunkiest transition ever. Speaking of bad movies that people <laughs> really seem to like, uh, wow. I think, I think us as a unit need to kind of call out somebody within our own little family of, of, uh, like Disney and, and big media, uh, I don't know, Twitter and online fans. presences. We're,
2: we're fans. We're a yes. little fan group. Uh, yeah. in
1: our little fan group, uh, Because I think it is a little bit of an echo chamber. Like we all kind of uh, consume and retweet and do the uh, Orange Grove 55 as an example. Like we all know about his shtick, you know. And and anyways, uh, Preston Moore, buddy. What the hell is going on with you? My buddy from the cinema spot. What the hell is going on with your Star Wars takes? uh, We're going to go
2: through these takes one by one, Preston. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: Because these are some wild Star Wars takes. And uh, we're going to try and have this debate on tape because it needs to happen. Yeah, okay. I, will,
0: I will read. You want to read, Lane? <laughs> Go through these Preston takes one by Preston one. Preston Moore on Twitter. <coughs> at, at Preston Seymour, December 2nd. <laughs> Episode 1 is garbage.
2: I think Episode I was Episode 2
0: is extra garbage. Episode 3 is mostly bad. Episode 4 is alright. Oh. Episode 5 is great. Episode six is very good. (laughs) Episode seven is great. Mm -hmm. Episode eight is a lot of things. (laughs) Rogue one is all right. Solo is very good. Uh, Episode nine will be great.
1: Okay. I think this guy might be clinically insane. (laughs) He wrote (laughs) episode four is all right. Like, literally, the most, the quintessential, um, most impactful the, movie of all the time. The
0: original blockbuster. It's all right. Whatever. <laughs> okay. But have you seen Solo it's a Star Wars right. story? Preston, <laughs> Preston, Dude, Preston my guy
1: friend. This guy's nuts.
0: Are you telling
2: me that Solo a Star Wars story is a better film than Star Wars Dude. from
1: 1977? I don't know what, uh, what the hell he. There are hot takes, and then there's Preston <laughs> <Yeah>. more takes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is That's, a take, sir. Yeah, and he's got tons of them. On he's his, got so uh, many takes. I haven't seen Knives Out. Really want to see Knives Out, but my guy's saying that he that Knives Out is better than Endgame.
0: Whoa! Yeah, and so I, mean, I don't know. But I don't even know how you compare those movies. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> So uh, I re- I loved Knives Out and I really liked Endgame. I I don't know how you compare them. Though, I have not
2: me. seen Knives Out. My biggest issue with this list is Episode three is mostly bad. False.
1: <laughs> well, uh, actually, End <laughs> of know the Sith slaps. Ah, uh, dude, really like, really <laughs> like dude, the
0: first scene is insane. I really like Episode three. The first scene is like actually three three the coolest.
1: I don't know. Well, the thing is, I watched it recently. Oh, first of all, it took me two nights because I kept... Or three nights because I kept falling asleep. Um, What? It's because... Dude, the scene, the most important, biggest moment... Well, not really, but like the second probably biggest moment in those trilogy is relating up to when Anakin finds out that Palpatine is the main bad guy and he's like actively there talking about... You, I want you to sway with me. And it's so boring. They're just sitting there talking like every other movie in the trip. And like that should be like a big set piece where something's going on and then they're doing this and they're doing that. And and it comes out in action and it's so heartbreaking because it's his one ally. And they're just like standing around talking.
2: Dude, the opera house scene is like probably what is the in opposite? my top the five Star Have Wars Have you ever scenes. heard the
0: tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise? It's so oh yeah, it's well cool. written. Hayden's that was really cool. good.
2: That was, cool. that was cool. Ian McDermott is really good. When he actually turns, when Mace Windu's there, there's your action, and it's an awesome scene. That was cool. This the movie is so like subtle and it's just little twists of Anakin where he like mentions, oh, you can save someone from death. Sidious knew Palpatine or uh, Padme was dying, dude. Like he do all the stuff the whole time and he was playing Anakin like an instrument. And it's like when you I just really think it's like very well done. Yeah, some of the dialogue is still garbage, but that's just the prequels. Like what, there's nothing you can do about it. The prequel dialogue is bad. It's always but Revenge of the Sith yeah. is the least offensive of the bad dialogue,
0: and Jar Jar doesn't even have a line. Doesn't yeah, even have a true. line Edge of the Sith.
2: You get to watch a lot of these annoying characters die. Um, oh yeah, Hayden is the best in the trilogy in that movie. He's he's okay. He's bad sometimes, but he's still like the best of the three. I mean, Attack of the Clones is very Ugh. low, but um, dude, the action the, sequences the, the in subtlety? three are
1: awesome. I do have to say, almost the every what? single one. Of the action sequences. In Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, like almost every single one. Even the forgettable uh, uh, General Grievous fight. That is so fun. That was like really cool.
2: I loved, and the Obi-Wan line, so uncivilized. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. a really, really good movie, I think. And the writing is very well done, minus the dialogue. The subtleties of just palpatine pulling strings is really really good it's the movie that george lucas wanted to make it's really obvious yeah yeah it's the movie know, that they should have made you didn't, didn't even need one and two. you can yeah. watch three yeah. and then just watch the rest of the movies and it makes perfect sense
0: mm-hmm. three was three was definitely the one that he he foresaw when he started doing the prequels i feel like he just got lost trying yeah. to get there
2: absolutely So Preston Moore, are we doing this on Deconstructed? Are we doing this on The Post Credit, which is your show? Yeah, we are need to link something
1: up, buddy. Uh, Yeah, because I'm coming for your episode three take. It's just wrong. And we will, uh, (laughs) you know, we'll figure this out. I think that we definitely need to go on their show and and, uh, wreck him on his home court. And then I think eventually what I'm thinking is uh, he can come on our show and then give, we can talk about uh, Rise of the Resistance. As much yeah. as you know, like once it's a thing, because I assume he'll have gone on it. Oh yeah. At least Spencer and I will in the semi decent future. So that makes enough sense with our brands. But anyways, uh dude, just I don't know. Preston, Get smarter love you, man, is what I think uh, I need to say. We
0: gotta talk. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, anyway,
1: so beyond that, Frozen. Yeah. Or actually, no. Wait, did, did, Star Wars. Wait, no, no Fall in Order. I oh, which really Lane, quickly, Lane. I do
0: really want to hear about that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I've uh, I've actually been playing Jedi Fallen Order for like the last two weeks. I think it's been out. Um, yeah, two or three weeks, and on what? On PlayStation Four. Okay. Cool. And uh, I I'm so in it for the story. The story is great, and you play as a you play as Cal. If mm-hmm. I forget his last name. Cal Keston Heston. Cal Cal something Cal Keston or whatever his name is. But basically, you are a former Padawan who whose master uh, died during Order sixty six, and you went into hiding, um, and you've just been in hiding. You cut yourself off from the Force, um, and you've just been hiding out since Order sixty six. Mm-hmm. And uh, you start out in you know a refinery junkyard. Um, under the control of the Empire, and that's kind of where you start out. So, I mean, I was totally in it for the story. Um, you meet a whole little cast of characters and the uh, ship, and you can kind of just go from planet to planet. There's a bit of leeway with like choosing where you want to go, but not much. They kind of keep you on one course to keep the storyline going. Um, but good. overall, the story is really cool. Um, the bad guys are awesome. The Inquisitors, i believe they are mm. um and uh they bring in some holocron stuff which is cool. cool there's a lot of more stuff that is put into the game which is really awesome
1: that's um, what i was gonna ask like what like do they build on anything specific that's like i don't know notice will be really cool
0: um not in the parts that i've played up to yet um i mean actually yeah sort of i i went to Kashyyyk. And mm. Saw Guerrera was on Kashyyyk, so Whoa. you know your, your, your character meets Saw Guerrera who's helping to free the Wookiees from Imperial. Like Rogue resentment. One Sa Guerrera? No yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So they do tie it in a bit. Um as far as like other things that may be coming, I'm not quite sure. I I'm not sure how many hours into it I am, but I feel like I'm you know, a fair amount in at this point. Um, you continue to unlock force abilities as you as cool. you progress, as you like, heal your connection with the Force. Nice. Um, and uh, you can unlock like double-bladed lightsaber and just customize your lightsaber, that sort of thing.
1: God, I got to um, get this game. It sounds like so much fun. Yeah, the there's only... a cute
0: little droid that
1: hangs, hangs around with you. I've heard um, about
2: this little droid that he's like the cutest thing ever.
0: Yeah, mm. he's got two little legs and just kind of perches on your shoulder the whole game. It's really cute. Um, and then... Uh, You can, like, you know, talk to him whenever you want. Mm -hmm. Um, It's made by.
3: Oh, go on, go on.
0: It's made by. So it's published by EA and then it's made by, I believe, Respawn Entertainment, who is Mm -hmm. owned by EA. Um, And uh, so I was, like, really nervous about getting it. Um, because EA right. obviously the last few years hasn't had the best track record with star specifically, wars specifically
1: yeah was i mean that, they have not had a good track record regardless <coughs> let alone with their right. two kind of, train exactly. mix of star wars games
0: yeah and uh i will say that i've continued to play battlefront 2 and battlefront 2 has actually gotten really good in my opinion since its launch at launch it was awful uh but if you log on and play battlefront two right now, there's a lot of really cool modes. I know around Halloween, they do, um, Ewok hunt where one team is the Ewoks and one team is the stormtroopers and it's nighttime and it's actually really creepy. Wow. That's fun. Um, So they do a lot of really cool stuff. Um, so they actually, I I think that they pretty much fixed battlefront two and they're always adding a lot of new stuff to it. Um, and then this game, I'm totally in it. Like I said, I'm totally in it for the story, but... And there's a big but. Um, I'm having... The main thing is that I'm having tons of performance issues uh, with the game. I think it's because I'm playing on a launch PS4. Um, my PS4 is, I don't know, like... Whenever the PS4 came out, was it like yeah. seven years
1: ago now? My, uh, yeah, I have a launch PS4 too.
0: Yeah, so the i feel like this game was clearly made for the pro systems and i i clear i frequently have textures loading in late and um like in the background especially in cinematic scenes which is really distracting um and then i'll you know once i had a boss battle with uh an inquisitor the second sister and um I I went into a room and she was t posing with her lightsaber hovering in front of her. Oh shit. And that was <laughs> wow. kind of funny. Um so there's like a lot of weird bugs and stuff. The main one is that I'll enter a big area, like a big field or something where I'm clearly supposed to fight a bunch of enemies and they just won't be there. And then I'll keep I'll just kinda hang around for a few seconds and then they'll all just pop in on their own, like boop-boop boop boop. boop, boop. <laughs> um, And, uh, so there are a lot of weird bugs and stuff, especially if you're playing on an older system, Mm. um, like I am, but, uh, yeah. So so I I think if you're playing on like a a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One, was it X or whatever it's called, um, then you're probably fine. If you're, you know, you have a better PC or whatever, then you're probably totally fine. Um, and then, uh, the other thing is that the game is really fucking hard. It is That's a what I've really, heard about The biggest really, critique is
2: like the gameplay is super hard.
0: It's a really, really hard game. It is probably the hardest game I've played in a really long time. Um, when I first sat down and started playing it, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can play this game because it was that hard. Um, I, I've i died more in this game than I have in a, in a lot of other games as that I've played recently. Um, and I, I started playing on Jedi Master was the difficulty because that was the one it suggested because it said, you know, play this if you're used to, like, third-person combat or whatever. And I have played a lot of those, like, Spider-Man and all that um, and Batman games and other things like that. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go with that. Um, and it was fucking hard. It, wow. Like, I was just dying all the time. Uh, and so I would take it down to, was it Jedi... Um, I think it's Jedi Knight is the next lowest one. And then during some boss battles, I'd, either, I'd even have to switch it down to story mode, I think is the lowest one where you're basically like, they try to turn the gameplay way down so that you can just kind of progress through it. Um, and weird, they there was like a big update, I think, and it seemed like they clearly made the game easier overall. Um, and uh and it seemed like they also put more save points. The way the game essentially works is that you have like save points. The game obviously auto saves because every game auto saves nowadays, mm-hmm. but there's uh, save points throughout the planet that you're on. And, uh, if you don't get to a save point, then if you die, you go back to the last save point. You uh. were at. And the save points are essentially like you meditate there and you can, uh, boost your health. And, uh do whatever else you need to do, like upgrade your skill tree and whatnot. Um, so a lot of times it's really frustrating because you'll know that there's like a safe point, a meditation point right around the corner where you can, you know, get your health back up and all that. And then you die and then you go super far back. And then you I have say, to play all sucks. of that. You have to play all of that over again. So... It, it's honestly really frustrating sometimes. And there, there's been a few times where it's frustrated me so much that I've just stopped playing for the day. Um,
3: mm-hmm. Which
0: sucks, because I don't want to. And obviously, like I, I do enjoy the game overall, especially for the story of it, because it's introducing a lot of new things. Um, and I like the characters and all that. But um, some of the gameplay choices that were made were are just not really for me. There's obviously places... Um, there's obviously games that utilize those type of systems. Like I know that um was it dark souls? Does this a very, like essentially the same thing with like, they have like campfires that you have to get to in order to save. Um, I see. But, uh you know, that's like a game that is people play it because it's impossible,
3: mm-hmm. you know?
0: And at the same time, I'm like, this is a fucking star Wars game. You know, I see, I see. Uh, So that's, that's my main gripe with it is that it was really hard. They've toned it down a bit, I think, but every once in a while I will get to an area where it's like, I can't pass this unless I turn down the difficulty.
1: Um, Yeah. I get like that with games too. But if this one's particularly hard, then, then it's particularly hard.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's uh, my, I guess my mini review of Jedi fallen order, uh, so if it's if you're not into like super hard combat, then I'd probably pass on it and just watch a a quick summary video of what happens in the story. Um, okay. But if you're totally into uh, if you're into in it for the combat, then it's definitely the thing for you.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I definitely want to get it. I just I'm I not haven't a had big time.
0: Gamer, I would. I just don't.
2: I get it's like me with TV. I just lose interest. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. it sounds fun. Art. I like the story elements. I'll probably watch like a cutscene movie when I'm bored or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. On the Frozen 2?
2: Yeah, a little movie came out that made like a bazillion dollars.
0: Yeah. Frozen no?
2: 2. The uh, sequel. Yeah, I uh the any of you follow <laughs> me on Twitter, you would know that I adored this movie. I wrote a big old review for about it for the Cinema Spot. If you want to read that, check it out. But uh, I love this movie, and uh, I'm going to let them talk about it because I have not heard their thoughts on it. So,
1: uh, let Yo, me like, here. Why don't you go first? Actually, you just talked a lot. I'll give you yeah, a break. Uh, I'm going to take a quick sip of water. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> there was a lot in this movie I thought was really fun, and it obviously looked like beautiful. I, I understand, like... Um, people who worked on it a lot of the emphasis was like how do we outdo the last one visually like why make why make another one if you're it's you know seven years later for whatever it is if you're not gonna you know
0: when did the first one come out
1: i think seven years ago which is crazy wow. no it yeah. was
2: 2013
0: i was gonna say and 2014
1: so how but many years year is, is it? that even oh my oh, god that 19. was six years ago yeah and it's about where it's about to be 2020 but also, I'm not sure die, that movie came bad. out. The, huh? But, um... I don't You're know. Old. I I mean, obviously, the movie... Well, here's the thing. I went <laughs> into the movie... Here's the thing, honestly, and it's ridiculous, and it's pretty similar to my thing with the Joker, which we obviously didn't talk about on this show. And the movies couldn't have been even... The movies could similar. Yeah. And also, okay, well, here's the thing. The movie... Uh, Frozen um the first one is an LGBT story it's about her kind of like the thing that makes her different everyone chastises her she tries to suppress it and and her parents too and that that's the whole point of the movie but she's what like makes an her icon special for it. Yeah. exactly but what makes her special is what makes her special so that's the point literally the point of the movie and yeah I understand that also it's like sisterly love and it's just like female empowerment on top of all of it but at least the way I read the movie is um, that. Similar to how, like, with The Matrix, you can watch it as a really cool action movie and it's got the cool CG and whatever. But really, it's about, uh, you know, the same things coming out and, and like seeing the real world and things like that, which is what Frozen did. And Frozen 2 absolutely did not need to, like, make some big grand statement by making, you know, like... Making her properly gay or anything like that. But it's like, how much are we going to tiptoe around it without just doing it? And it's similar to like in the parks where they have rainbow days. It's like, Jesus, just call it gay day. Like, I don't, like, I don't know why we're, we're going to do everything but the thing. And then it makes me start, it reminds me how much money it's making. And then it's just like, goes down the whole capitalist thing. The same with, I mean, it's actually really different, but like with the Joker. I was actually it has nothing to do with that, so it's not even worth saying. Uh, so that was my thing because like her big ballad, I don't even remember what the song is called. Show yourself. So that's what you do. What is it called?
2: Show yourself. Right. Okay. Or into the I unknown. Which into one? Into the unknown. into the unknown. Into the she unknown. She had
1: two big ones. Um, mm. Into the unknown. If you just listen to it, like it's very clear that that what that's what the song's about, and that's what the movies the 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 filmmakers wanted to do. So why not just do it? But then what we properly got is like so much lore and a lot of it was really cool and fun to watch. Um, but I was just like, honestly, I was confused at times and I like think I need to see the movie again, which is weird. <laughs> um, there was, you know, like the, the elements and the big trolls and it was just like really fun. But I was I at times was I had I got confused. The things I specifically really, re- the one thing I specifically really really liked was them exploring the shipwreck from their parents. Spoilers. I thought all I thought that of was like so the cool.
2: backstory was so cool, and like I yeah I I would agree about like the Elsa thing. But Mm -hmm. also her song, like it's, it's more, her character has developed more from that where it's also about her just finding herself and like her place in the world and like what she's about. The song show yourself, like the big, like break, like thing in the song is like, you're the one you've been waiting for all your life. Where it's like she had this thing. That's when she goes inside, um, the big ice thing. Okay. Um, and she's like realizing that this person she keeps looking for is her. Um,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Which is like really powerful. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I would also agree. I, I think it's just, it's a, it's a big corporation, dude. They just can't, they, they won't make a statement like that because it's just yeah, too. Unfortunately, financially unviable, but the, this subtext dude, Elsa is so gay. Like, I know, so, but that's so that's why gay. I'm
1: like, then just do it because I felt like the whole movie. It, yeah, she is. So why not just do it? It'd be way more impactful.
2: When I was uh, in my theater watching it, there was a guy in front of me who was cracking me up in the credits. He was like, y'all, that girl is a lesbian. And we were oh like, yeah, man. And he was like, also, she a horse girl. Can I get a yeehaw? And the whole theater said yeehaw. Wow. It, it was like 10 o'clock at night. So we were all like grown up dorks going to see That's a Disney so movie. Like, there were no children, but it was yeah, so much fun. Especially being
1: so close to Disney. I mean, all these people love it. Yeah, and no, were so literally excited. I was, yeah, <laughs> it
2: was, it was really fun. Um, One of the better theater experiences I've had recently, but yeah. Lane, cool. what'd you think?
0: Uh. Sh- so I will kind of echo the the sentiments of Jake for a second, but then I, I don't want to go on the same rant as him. So <laughs> I'll do something else. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, first of all, like, the show yourself thing was, like, essentially the Ray scene from The Last Jedi, where it's just like, oh, it's me, ah, uh, uh, and then, mm-hmm. like, so that was like, oh, yeah, oh, touch the glass. Um, and then, yeah, it's like, oh, it's her, duh, and... Yeah, so there's that, and then, um, like the the thing about yeah, I, I kind of felt like what when they had Dumbledore, like Jude Law Dumbledore and and Grindelwald and the Crimes of Grindelwald, and you're like, oh, they're they're clearly gay, but we we can't show it just so that you can have like the ultra alt right conservative dad and the in the audience be like, ah, oh, they're just really good friends, mm. you know. Mm. So it was it's just super like, frustrating,
2: what? but like, it's not their fault, you know. Exactly. It's um, just that's just the nature of like people in the oh, politics, political the,
0: climate right now. Yeah, and uh, so I, I remember it was a similar feeling to that when with Frozen Two, and um, so there, there's my echoing Jake's rant mm. um, with with that and then o- overall I thought the movie was pretty good um I I liked I, I guess I liked Elsa's you know journey uh, quite a bit I didn't really understand why um Anna became like had to become queen like they never really discussed it or anything
1: because she, she wanted to stay like, with like that The forest tribe or whatever. Because Anna was able to make,
0: like, the right decision for
2: Arendelle without Elsa telling her. So she, like, proved herself and Elsa wanted to stay in the forest.
0: Yeah, I I know that. But, like, they never discussed the possibility of her becoming queen. No, it's kind of fast. It just kind of happened. You know, it was just... She never expressed any desire to be queen, you know? So it was like she was never like sure i'd be queen you know or it's like i wish i could make decisions to help people you know Mm -hmm. she never expressed a desire to be in command you know so her suddenly being there was kind of weird um that was my main thing with that i didn't like that Kristoff just got cut out of the movie and then just got thrown back in yeah i I
1: thought that too but also the scenes he were in were so fun Oh, his the song scenes he was is so the much The scenes fun. he
0: was in was fantastic. His, like, you know, 80s... His, like, his, I guess, like, 90s, but, like, 90s boy band type thing that was going on with the... With the reindeer was sick. I love um, that. Yeah, and was it Lost in the Woods, right? Yes, that song is lost a banger. In the woods. Weezer does uh, a cover, and it's good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and then, uh, so, yeah, I, I really liked him in the movie. I just you know, they cut him out and brought him right back in. I feel like that's kind of a Disney trope where it's like, I feel like he just, he's like a fun
2: side thing. I don't know if he really had much to contribute to like the story of Anna and Elsa, you know, that's why I think he kind of disappeared.
1: Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. I mean, and he didn't need to, the the movie's not about him, but every scene he was in, I thought was really fun.
0: Yeah. Indeed. and then they they split up, or no, They well, they killed Olaf, spoiler. Uh, and then I was like, okay. Well,
3: Never once about, for a second thought he was dead. about 20
0: minutes until he's back. <laughs> 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 like, like, yeah, there's just not going to happen. I not like, they're not going to kill Olaf, you know? I don't know. Um, so that kind of, was weird you know, there are a lot of things in this movie that, <clears throat> excuse me for the voice, um there are a lot of things in this movie that I found kind of weird like that. Um, And maybe it's just the fact that I've seen so many Disney movies at this point that I can just spot like the, the commonalities, you know, but it was like, ah, my character's not gone Ah, Mm -hmm. splitting up, you know? Um, But uh, yeah, so there are like things like that, but overall as a movie, I, I did like it. I really liked the animation like there was straight up like the shot where wa- the flood comes through and like yeah, hits the trees. Man. It straight up looked like real water <laughs> yeah. uh, and real trees. And that was insane. Um I uh, I also thought that they were going to leave uh, Arendelle. I, I didn't really understand why they had to stay there. You know, um, it was kind of, and it had this like bloody past and all that. It's yeah. like, well, we could start somewhere new with, you know, good people and all that. I don't know. I thought that it would have been nice thematically, but obviously Elsa came riding in on her like water horse shit. You guys remember that movie, Water Horse? Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, actually. <laughs> I really want to, re- I, yeah, I was talking about it because of Frozen. Oh, I, that was such yeah. a cool
1: movie. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. I can't believe that a, that got made. Lo- the Loch Ness
0: Monster. Uh-huh. Was Can that a it- Disney movie?
1: No, I don't think uh- so. Maybe you know, Fox, it's
2: Fox, though, it's, honestly. Was it Fox? Maybe. <laughs> it's probably on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Um, maybe. But wait,
1: wait, Spencer, for somebody who uh, really appreciated the movie, and granted, I liked it. I was just like, I got confused at times. But something that um, did stick with me was a lot of the movie was them, you know, they were trying to find their parents. They had very fond memories of the parents, the the mom, you know, like rocking them to bed and things like that. And it was cool definitely and it worked for frozen two but frozen one they were like at least the way i remember it were dicks they were clearly like you know bad guys and really trying to like suppress elsa and things but then the new one they just were not anymore but was was there any reason why i I didn't rewatch frozen i haven't seen it in years did you yeah Um, i mean same
2: here the subtext implied by, like, they're at war with the Enchanted Forest is why they were suppressing Elsa's powers. That's how I read oh. it. Was that they were doing that for the greater good of her because, like, when she revealed herself in Frozen 1, everyone tried to kill her. That, that this world is, like, afraid of magic. And then they elaborated that and on that in Frozen 2 with the forest and why. They have this, like, ongoing, like, feud and war because the old king of Arendelle, like, killed the person. So it's all a I misunderstanding. That. But that's how I read It, it was, like, the parents were suppressing Elsa's magic for that reason. And I think Elsa knew that too, but didn't know why. But once she saw everyone's reaction, she understood that her parents were trying to protect her. Maybe it wasn't the best way to do it, but I also thought it was interesting that the mom was from the forest. I thought that was a really cool idea that Anna Mm -hmm. and Elsa are like, were like born to like the spirits, like gave Elsa powers. They could bridge the gap between magic and humanity. They are the two ends of the bridge. I thought that was really powerful. Um, there's a lot oh, of like subtle stuff. I rewatched the first one before I saw it too, so I was able to like kind of have that fresh I in my really memory to. and to connect things. Um, I yeah, it was interesting that you talked about Anna when you were talking about Anna um, not expressing like the wanting to make decisions. I think that the central theme of the movie is growing up. Like Olaf's yep. song is very like straightforward saying it for comedy, but it's also like the entire point of <laughs> the movie. It's like maturity and like growing up and finding your place in the world. And I think yeah. Anna's I mean, song, like, like Anna, what were Anna you saying? literally
3: like getting married. That's like part of her.
2: Yeah, and I think she developed more from like just wanting because in the first one she's like, I want to be in love, and in this one she's like, I found love, and now I don't know what to do. And I think like her line, her song, like the next right thing, is like kind of her build up to like becoming queen. Like I got to keep moving. My sister's gone. I lost Olaf, but I'm not going to sit here and die. She was like proving I really her worth. All that stuff. Yeah. Um. But I also understand that they never like outwardly like made it. Obvious she was going to become queen, or like implied that it was more of just Anna kind of like taking control of her life, and then they gave her that as like a. So like your your criticisms are valid, but what you said about them saving Arendelle is the only gripe I have with the movie. Um, I think that they should have like not necessarily let the kingdom like they should have let it flood and, and they start over, but they still like rebuild Arendelle, but like a new Arendelle where they bridge magic and everything together. Because yeah. I thought like Elsa going, it was like thematically oh, okay. Goodness. Yes, let the let's like Kylo Ren let the past die, wash away the place. Like this, this makes thematic sense. And then Elsa stopped it, and I was like, I feel like you built it up, and then it was it was a weird yeah, like bait was and, and switch. And, and also would have like been like so. I
0: thought cool. I well, thought she was like okay with letting it. Yeah, up I thought that was the whole point. Was like let I was the like, sins uh, of Arendelle oh. wash
2: away, and we'll start over. Yeah, yeah. Like what? It, what yeah, yeah that so was a weird choice. If the thing.
1: That they built is, you know, like the point of the movie, which is marrying these two different worlds of of Arendelle and magic. And they kind of create this new thing. And then in the two frozen lands that they're building around the world, and I'm sure more, uh, yeah. you know, they're magic lands. And then things are moving. Well, now, like they're, cool. they're
2: close enough and Elsa's is there. I think that eventually will happen. They'll build the enchanted forest and Arendelle.
1: Yeah. But I think yeah. it would have been
2: cool to put it together um and just build a new basically build a new kingdom from scratch would have been would an have interesting been really ending cool. mm-hmm. but they didn't and that's okay it's like the one thing i have with the movie it just it felt like a thematic like missed opportunity
1: I guess. right i see that that's really well, cra- i didn't f- think of that at all so that was really creative of you guys yeah but the other than that, that i love scene- this
2: movie
0: i thought it was so I, good
1: yeah i know what you're about to say lynn because i agree well, yeah
0: the physics of that scene didn't even make sense like like, even if she stopped it and then went away, like, the water would have...
1: like There's the level so much more water. Been,
0: yeah, the water <laughs> level would have risen and still flooded the place. Like, it didn't make sense. Like,
1: I don't know. Also, the ice is going to melt and create more water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, so, man.
0: It's a fairy tale. I didn't think
2: that much into the water physics.
1: Two things about it. The, immediately, the, the first thing I thought after the movie and probably texting you guys is like, God, I miss Epcot. Like wow, yeah. that movie okay. really made me miss up. You cannot
2: tell me that Frozen does not belong in Norway. Now, this whole movie is based on Norse mythology. The whole yeah.
1: thing, yeah, I understand they it.
2: Absolutely, I think they should redo uh, Frozen Ever After. You go to the forest because that forest mm. is like straight up Norway. And that I looked my it up.
0: Favorite thing about the movie,
2: yeah, the lore is amazing. And I looked it up, and like that, like native tribe is like a real thing that happened in Norway. Wow, it was like that's a, cool. Yeah, so it's like based upon like Norwegian history it's really cool yeah so i think it definitely belongs in epcot now you, yes, you couldn't have I'm an argument that, that. that it didn't before but now it absolutely does
1: yeah which is kind of cool that they kind of not retroactively i mean that was obviously not like a thing they were working towards when they made frozen two no, but think they cared but now it looks cool <laughs> um <laughs> another thing though along the theme park stuff that did jump out to me and i was like i don't i'm not like you know the smartest guy around, or like some marketing genius by any means, but um, having that whole giant set piece with the with like the log flume and the mm, and the rock monsters, the
2: earth giants,
1: yeah, the earth giants, um, while with there still being two un um, basically not detailed uh, e tickets coming to both of the frozen lands that we don't know about yet. <laughs> it's a, I I just. I don't like the idea of in a writer's room, they're like, just, but make sure we somehow get like a water scene in because we need to adapt it for a ride. It's like, just do I don't the think movie so. and then figure. Dude, it was so, to me, it was so clear. And that, and there's a big drop at the end and you got the cool big animatronics. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was how I I, the, I could not, not think of that while I was watching the scene. I think you're going to be able to ride to the like plot. the
2: water spirit. I think you'd be able to ride like a horse or something. It's oh, that'd be, be so cool. But
1: I, I mean, yeah. they have a log flume in the movie. They can just do that if they, and it's—I bet you they well, will. Frozen
2: Ever After is a log flume, sort of.
1: Yeah, but I mean, Frozen Ever After was Maelstrom Frozen version, and it's great and awesome. Probably like mm-hmm. the, the dark horse of our trip. I loved Frozen Ever After. I thought it was great. Yeah, and every fiber in my body wanted me to not because Maelstrom sounds so cool. But anyways, um, yeah. Was I, I, mean, I the
0: only one that was confused by the salamander,
1: dude? What? <laughs> what
0: were counts, you confused about? Is was that little guy like in fire? Yeah, he was the fire spirit.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: So the
2: horse is the water spirit. <laughs> the earth giants were earth. Gale was yeah. the wind. Elsa is the one that brings it all together. And Bruni's fire.
1: Bruni. Uh, oh, His the, name is the Bruni.
2: Lesser. Yeah, B R U N I. Okay.
0: Oh, I didn't even know. How to Dude, be. I've dove
2: okay. into this lore. I'm super into this movie. <laughs> I,
0: I, I didn't know that, that. I didn't know that the giants were the earth spirits.
2: I mm. thought that they were just like giants. And I wrote okay. my article for the cinema spot. is probably the longest thing I've ever written. Like, oh, my goodness. I dove in, man. Good.
1: Everyone <laughs> should go click on it. and uh, get yeah,
2: it I'm plugging myself pretty hard. Go watch, wow. and read that. If you want my full take on why this movie is brilliant.
0: Yeah. Longest thing he's ever written a whole three paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a feature film.
2: It's not very good, but I wrote a feature film. That's good, man.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Um,
1: <laughs> Are Anything else you things? fellows want to talk about? There was some park news, but nothing oh, yeah. like pressing enough to really. Did we dive get an into. official date
2: for uh, Runaway Railway next year in Florida? May. I think we did. I think it's no.
1: Summer. I mean May like I think it's May. Oh, <laughs> May oh, twenty.
2: Maybe. Thank yeah. God. that's May exciting. Uh, if it. you don't want to know Rise of the Resistance spoilers, don't go on the internet because there are yeah, pictures I mean, everywhere. It's, it's
1: real hard, and God Almighty, it looks
2: cool. I've only seen the picture of um this cast in the vehicle, which isn't a spoiler. Like I knew we knew what the vehicles looked like.
1: Yeah. Oh, we've um, seen the vehicles and and that room, like the mm-hmm. big showpiece with all the animatronic stormtroopers yeah. and the thing. I mean, every every like they've been showing off that room for a Dude, while.
2: I hope they most theme parks do like soft openings. I'm hoping they do at Disneyland because I will literally drive and over and whatever I'm doing, I will stop and go ride, ride resistance. <laughs> Didn't they do,
1: did they do it in Orlando or no?
2: I don't know. That's, that's, I mean, the they have that's such a big
1: body of, uh, cast members where it's not mm-hmm. like they need to open it up to the public. If they, if they need people to test it, they're yeah, they probably do cast members in Florida. there's an army of people that would love to go on that ride. That's um, probably true. That's probably yeah. true. Or, you know, something like, uh, I don't know, at Six Flags. They just want to run the coaster enough so on like the press day it works. So, yeah, well, Hagrid's makes a soft
2: opening for like a month before it opened at uh, Universal. You're right.
1: Yeah, and then people at Universal love working at Universal, so maybe. Mm-hmm. But I
2: don't know. Well, they also want to like get good press going. Yeah, it's dude, I, with I actually the saw
1: um, my dad sent me, what was it? Not like an article in Times Magazine, but something along those lines. A CNN report. I don't, it was an article by like a big thing. And they were basically like the ride that will make or break Disney. And, it, and you know, it said, it said like the ride that will make or break Disney's multi-billion dollar investment or something. There's a hey. lot riding. Dude. Uh, genuinely. I you mean, know how much we,
2: lightsabers cost? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you but know how I many lightsabers that every time I go to Disneyland I see?
1: That's true. I feel That's like they, they're they're chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, there's been big shakeup. Actually, I don't even know if there has.
2: I don't know either. I think that there's a lot, uh, a lot of anticipation, and we'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> it's obviously not make or break because if it's like undisputably the best themed attraction of all time, it's not mm. like. Um, you know, it's not like a movie where everybody around the world can go flock and see um like this big giant movie. I mean, um, I mean, it's just not the, like n- everyone in the States
2: can. It's on both coasts. Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: But I mean, a theme park. I don't I don't even know how you judge it like a giant spike in attendance. I just don't think that'll.
2: Yeah, happen. I don't know. I guess well, I'm I interested know. to see. I mean, everything that I've like heard about it is it's like the best thing ever. It's incredible. And and like it, yeah. the, I read a headline that said, like, Rise of the Resistance yeah, takes, like, that. the term attraction to a whole nother level.
1: I just saw people tweeting, like, they did it. Like, God damn it! I didn't want them to, but they did it. Who's so. rooting against them, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Galaxy's I Edge a lot is so of people dope. were really happy that Galaxy's Edge got really weird reviews.
0: No, there's a lot of people who, like, straight up root against Disney.
1: Disney Star Wars
0: oh yeah
2: i mean there's like there's, there's entire youtube channels that are that are still three years no, later no, making movies about why the last
0: jedi is bad like so stop here's, do here's something my, else here's my thing is that like i'll say oh yeah i have a disney podcast or oh yeah i really yeah. like disney or i like to go to disney parks and people will say oh i can't believe you support that corporation uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's like you know what I'll be a fan of what I want to be a fan of, and I'll let you be a fan of what you want to be a fan of. That's true. About that, do I don't understand <laughs> that hate. It's like, man, like- I, I, I won't hate on you for whatever you're you you want to be a fan of. You can be a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, and I won't hate on you. <laughs> I'll debate. judge you. I'll yeah, judge yeah. you for it, but I won't hate on you. The you know?
1: hate comes from um, it. it's I mean, it's just such a big, mega, gigantic, faceless corporation that it's like, if if you are if you come out the gate and be like, oh, yeah, I really love this thing. It's like you're a cog in the machine, especially we're all at film schools and everybody really wants to talk about Everybody's the new French film, and You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Be like, so this oh, is this like is the th- furthest from it. It's also um, the bigger something gets,
2: the more... Yeah, exactly. People hate what's popular, and Disney is like the king of popular culture right now. Mm -hmm. Pretty much every major player in like popular culture and film franchise is owned by Disney.
3: Yeah,
2: and I don't think that's a bad thing. We've gotten consistent quality content. Like that's, it's like yeah, you can be like anti like corporation, like that's cool. I don't care. Do it. Believe whatever you want to believe. Support whatever you want to support. But also like, you can't say that they're not like killing the game because they're Mm -hmm. killing the game
1: clearly. Like, Which it's is just, why, it, it, depending on if Rise of the Resistance this is a gigantic yeah. universal hit, or it's weird, or people hate it, it uh, doesn't matter because yeah, Frozen Two exactly. exists like- and and Disney Plus exists. And by the way, dude, I'm so bummed. Disney Plus was like fifteen dollars off on Cyber Monday. So bummed. Was oh it really? really? Yeah, yeah they, it was like fifty. It was like, I don't know, maybe. 55 dollars for the year i was so bummed.
2: speaking of disney plus uh the imagineering story is probably like the greatest documentary of all time
1: dude like honestly That's it wild. is it is
2: unbelievably so good well done i w- cried after the first episode and like as someone who's like interested yeah. in like working with imagineering because obviously all three of us love theme parks mm-hmm. um oh my god it is the most like motivational thing ever
1: episode <laughs> four is insane i mean lane yeah. Mm-hmm. land's gotten to episode two, apparently, and oh. enjoyed them yeah. both. Dude, from Joe Rohde shows up, the man, I, I, they I've, talk
0: about Animal Kingdom. Dude. I've really, I've really loved both episodes that I've watched. It's, it's so good.
1: Three was, three was really cool because it talks about how much of a labor of love Disneyland Paris was and how crushing it was specifically for eyes that I'd it.
2: never really seen those like video of it, <sighs> like aerial footage of like the park. It's Disneyland gorgeous. Disneyland Paris is awesome. Their it's awesome. Their Thunder
1: Mountain is like on an island. What? Yeah, it is an island. But anyway. so um, cool. Dude, four? I was dying. Dude, they're sitting there talking to Tony Baxter, and Tony Baxter's going on and on about Westcott. We, we know nothing about Westcott. All we know is that it was a thing, and it wasn't. But he's going he on and on about all the cool things you can do. And then it pushes into his face, and he's like, yeah, Westcott's probably the biggest, uh, like... My biggest regret of my career, not oh making that. God. It's crazy. And then, dude, Joe Rogan is walking around, or Joe Rogan, Jesus, oh uh, dude, God. Joe Rogan <laughs> is Joe Rogan's walking around to Animal Kingdom, and um, it's exactly the stuff. I mean, I was talking about it, um, in terms of Avatar, but it definitely, um, is like encompasses why we all loved Animal Kingdom. He's like pointing it's a to work this, of art, dude. He's pointing to this wall. If in um like the Harambe village area, and it's like decaying, and you can see like the um you know like the metal beams kind of holding up the building, and there's like a, a, a bike chained up to the fire hydrant, but the bike's tire is gone, and Joe Joe uh, Rogan is standing there and like pointing all it. Oh my god! You did it, it again. And I did it on purpose. Whatever. And oh, he's okay. like he's like uh look at this. This t- People don't care about this town. Why do people not care about this town? Because there isn't really much of a government um, imposing its well and they don't have enough money to fix things and that's why the bike's tire is stolen and that's why this and this and this and this. And then he's like, who would ever design? This is objectively not pretty looking. This is decaying. Who would ever design this? This doesn't make any sense. Well, that's my job. And I was like, dude, let's <laughs> go! It was awesome. It's so he, cool. He like explained
2: how everything is storytelling. They thought about everything. There's a great great clip. uh, Yeah. Go on, go on. When he's talking about the stuff, he's like, people, people, he's like, the goal with a lot of like, building Animal Kingdom was for people to think it was real by making it look like it was like, not designed. Like mm-hmm. To make it not look like it was designed in a computer and thought out. Like He's Dude, like, they, this roof is like thatched. So when you walk by, you don't think about, oh, I wonder who they got to thatch the roof. You think, oh, this is a low income area. They can't afford roofing. They can't do this. He's like going on and on about something. He's like, the goal was to make it not look like what it is. It's like, that's what? It's like,
1: it's mind bending. Which is Joe why Roden, I oh. I was freaking out over. So uh, smart. I mean, you guys can attest. Uh, more than anybody else, uh, every day I was bitching about the weather and you couldn't even like not stand in the shade or it would just, at least for me, it was like almost unbearable, <laughs> but like I was, I was like eating lunch so quick. Cause I just wanted to walk around avatar because, yeah. um, I mean, it just, I didn't necessarily understand it in the moment that we were there, but it's just because it makes sense. Like I can look at this giant, uh, otherworldly plant and i can trace its roots and touch its roots and see the different textures and watch them go into the water track the water up through the waterfall and everything is just like intertwining and it just like makes sense to the point where my it's all subconscious but it's i'm just like here for the ride where i'm not thinking about how the ride works i'm just in the world where something like um I mean, weird example, but like Pirates of the Caribbean, a weird thing that I do with myself every once in a while is like in the, the, the bayou scene and you're going through the dark areas before you go down the drop. Sometimes meditation is not the right word, but I like really like to close my eyes and like focus on my thinking. So then when you go down the drop, I'm like really put into this world and I just like, it's like a fun, whatever, I'm a weirdo, but you don't (laughs) need to do that in animal kingdom because it just is. Like the second you go through the turnstiles, you're just there and it works and you, and he's talking about it and it's just like really cool to see him kind of be like pompous because he knows it's awesome. And this is like his baby and he's like, finally gets to like talk about it in a grand scale. The funny, the really funny clip, um, that I didn't necessarily notice watching it just like normally, but people have been clipping it on Twitter is, um, there's a bit of him like kind of going through in Imagineering, I guess, in Glendale, like filing through things and models and whatever. And he literally tosses to the side, like it's trash, um, a model of the interventions building in California, like the, the launch bay. It's like very clearly that's the building. And he just like throws it over his shoulder. It's really funny. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I think, um, you got
1: to get on this. You got to get on this. It's so good Jake
2: Moody quote, animal kingdom just is,
1: yeah. You know, it just works. And it's. Well, oh, I it's loved so when awesome. they talked
2: about like how it wasn't easy getting it built. There's a lot of ethical questions they had to ask. Yeah, and he went and got like the, the chimpanzee, the gorilla lady, like Jane, Jane Goodall. Like, oh, so the, cool! Like, She's zoologist. in the documentary
1: line, they, talking about Jane how Giddell Giddell Animal Kingdom is like yeah. perfect. It's so cool. Yeah, unreal. Yeah, so so. And cool. then the completely separate from that, but another. I mean, I, this is not even worth talking about because either you watch the show or you didn't. You don't need to hear Spencer and I talking about the cool scenes. But um, Marty Scalar was talking about the difference between building Tokyo Disney Sea and building DCA at the same time. That was time so cool. Yeah. Because obviously there were gigantic money differences and just so much things. It was, couldn't have been more different. But the it was fact happening were the going same on at the same time. I, I didn't mean, know was, that he was like it's uh, so crazy. Yeah, it was pretty hard for for our employees to get lunch together, which I thought was so funny because they. I mean, can you imagine? You're an Imagineer working on uh, literally. Uh, what's the what's the stupid Hollywood ride? That's now Monsters Inc.
2: Superstar Limo.
1: Superstar Limo, which by the <laughs> way gets a whole scene in the show. It's so um, fun. While you know your colleague. Who's got the exact same degree as you and the exact same career path and whatever is working on uh, even the smallest thing at Tokyo Disney Sea is right. like the most beautiful, undisputed, coolest thing ever. <laughs> and then cut to this guy's like, you know, talking about the the orange spinner that used to the orange, you know, swing oh, yeah, ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so I dumb. What you're about. So well, they, it, it was just a really thing cool thing. thing was like that book. it was
2: Oriental Land Company funding. And then like Disney money. in the '90s, who was like kind of hurting because of like Frank Wells. Like they really do a good job of like setting the scene of why God, this was, and it was happening. so
1: cool, dude. Seeing Michael Eisner, he just he's, like, sits sitting there. there.
2: He's like, yeah, no, this was. That he was bad, talking about how like he made basically. a mistake, and Frank's passing like really affected him. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's more than just like oh, here's the documentary of this. It's like telling a story like about these people, and like it gives you the context of why this was happening. Like it's it's really just. Amazing television. Like I just think yeah, it's just amazing. It's like a
1: properly well made <laughs> thing. It's just so cool. And it doesn't you even feel like care propaganda at all, either. But it's a great document. Yeah. That's yeah. You could I could like put this on in front of my uh like dad who who couldn't care less and I he would be another t- I mean it, it's just a really cool story. And it's so specific. Like no other company, no other people in the world There's do no what company that Tony Baxter like that You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: So really cool. All right. Just so much fun.
2: I just got so sweaty. <laughs> 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 all right is that a, is that it for this episode
0: probably i think so all right i think we should probably oh, uh we big news we're for the next episode minutes. wow
1: yeah big news
0: oh yeah oh yeah yeah so the way we're going to be scheduling this is a bit different so um in about two weeks time uh i will actually be flying out to l.a and we're gonna be doing some fun stuff in Galaxy's Edge. You might see a video on our YouTube channel. That's right. We got a YouTube channel. Did you know about that? Now you do. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh might see some vlog, whatever. And um the night before, I believe, we see Rise of Skywalker, maybe the night of, maybe just before we go and see it, we'll be posting um our uh final predictions essentially in a in a little um Either a video or a podcast, um, just a short one, maybe half hour, that sort of thing. Just us talking in one room, all together. Finally, uh, what what we think is going to happen, and then we will also post after we see it. Um, a like an immediate thoughts and review wrap up mm-hmm. type thing.
2: It's Star Wars um, time, baby! Two weeks yeah, and two days. Uh,
0: Yeah, and that's just that show is just going to go however long it goes. Yeah, (laughs) three hour podcast, probably yeah, probably a long time. Um, So if that sounds like something um, that you're interested in, make sure you go looking for that around the time that Star Wars comes out,
1: Um, and hopefully a couple fun videos. To oh, broaden yes. our reach, yes, so yes, yes. we're going to be doing
2: a lot of a uh, galaxy content. So yeah,
1: if you like any of that kind of stuff, just go on YouTube, search up the Deconstructed Podcast Network, and you will find a playlist dedicated to everything involving this show.
0: Indeed. Yeah. So make sure you uh, check us out on YouTube and here on uh, whatever podcast um, service you're using uh, around that release. If you're a big Star Wars person like myself, uh, that way. You can get your Star Wars fix. Um, as for everything else, we're going to be wrapping up for this episode. But uh, make sure you join us around then. Uh, two weeks! Wow, we're, we're getting close to this. Dude, I can yeah. just thing. like yeah. taste it. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. It was a bit of a long one. If you'd like to support our program, you can certainly do that by going on the podcast service that you are currently using and giving us a thumbs up. Five stars two mouse ears or whatever qualifies as a good rating to you and hey while you're there make sure to check out the rest of the deconstructed podcast network and guess what we are also on twitter so feel free to follow us at lane calder at jake moody 98 and at spencer bennett 7 you can also spread the word by telling a friend about our show and help us grow our small community of disney fanatics Again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you with more Disney news in two weeks' time. Writing and producing for this episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast was done by my two co-hosts, Jake Moody and Spencer Bennett, and myself, Lane Calder. Editing was done by Lane Calder. The music for our program was composed by Brandon LaBelle. The font for our logo was designed by Edward Pinkava. Our beautiful faces were drawn by Sir Bermudez. Thanks for joining us, and go have yourself a zippity-doo-dah day.